Hear the word of the Lord, Matthew 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men, so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You have said that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say to you, Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says of his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, 
lest your adversary adversary, deliver you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you that you will by no means get out of here, get out of there till you have paid the last penny. All right, let's stop there. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now, these are the Beatitudes, and this is the Sermon on the Mount, the opening of what Jesus went around all of his ministry in the northern regions of Galilee and Capernaum and down through the Jordan to Jerusalem and into the into the promised land this is where he went around preaching for three years the kingdom of heaven is that hand it's today and it's within you so this is the model of daily Christian living that he teaches us in Matthew in Mark and in Luke in the three synoptic gospels this is Jesus commandments of a reflection of the law a reflection of Torah Torah is the first five books of the Bible otherwise known as the Pentateuch and the and the law the uh, Moses referred to just here by Jesus as the law and the prophets so Moses and the Ten Commandments and what he gave us in the Torah is the law and that if we follow those commandments we get harmony we get joy we get righteous living and that can only come through obedience um, under the new covenant of Jesus Christ so the new covenant Jesus gives us to live this kind of lifestyle uh, starting with the Beatitudes here and then beyond to daily Christian living because this is the actual law fulfilled in love because righteousness is love because there's righteous living is love (laughs) non-righteous living always leads to darkness darkness being the works of the flesh that will spew out of us Um, jealousy you could call them the seven deadly sins pride jealousy anger sloth gluttony, lust, and, oh goodness, what's the other one? Violence. Oh, I, but these things come from the heart. And so what we look at today is, and God has always looked at the heart. He looked at the heart of David. He looked at the heart of every one of his children and every person born into this world he looks at their heart and examines his heart and God is not mocked nor does he regard earthly um, titles (laughs) or degrees or it's not our knowledge that makes us good. It's not our achievements that make us good. None is good but the Father. So goodness comes from God. 
and every good gift is from him. We're not good in and of ourselves. Man was created on the sixth day and he is the only one of God's creations that he did not pronounce good after he made us. But he did say that man is made in our image, image being of the Holy Trinity. And that image is love. God is love and man <clears throat> comes from God. He is created by love to love and that love there is no whether you claim to know God or not there is no love outside of God's love he is love <laughs> and all of his ways are righteous and pure which leads to the right <clears throat> okay I'm gonna pause there and kind of rewind and go back to the the message here that I was reading but I want to talk about <clears throat> this righteous living too so I'll come back to that so the ones that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness they will be filled and blessed are you for being merciful for you will obtain mercy the Lord requires the mercy not sacrifice he wants us to forgive one another and to love one another and to be merciful and that's how you usually know that it's a cleansing kind of mercy that you need to forgive someone for because it costs you something and that's the love of jesus christ is that it cost him something to die for his children when they betrayed him, when they said, when they were giving him a praise of glory and honor, and then the next moment they were crucifying him. Much like today, if you were getting praises from your children and the next thing you knew they were giving you lashes, I, it, it's unimaginable. <clears throat> This is the love of Jesus Christ. And we are to imitate Christ. We are to be holy for he is holy. And the only way that we can be holy is if we allow Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And in order to do that, we have to repent. And the word repent, I always say, it means meta it's the greek word metanoia meta change noia thinking so in order to prepare our mind to have the mind of christ we have to go away from um our old ways of thinking we have to change our thinking in our mind when we do a certain behavior repeated behavior well there's synapses that are connecting and forming personal memories into your mind and that behavior will become normal if it's done time and time again, forming a chemical reaction. So um, whether good or not good, and what by reading the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will renew your mind as you read <coughs> his word and, and you'll be washed 
And that's what we all have to do. We all have to take time to read the word and to repent. And I do. We all do. Everybody does. And that's a good feeling because it's it's cleansing us and making us new. And that's why we're so happy and we rejoice in his holy name because we know that we're made clean by him, by his love. It's not our own righteousness. Salvation is a gift from God. So taking the time to do that will put you in the state of these beginning beatitudes here. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We have to have a pure heart. The Lord says, circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Circumcision avails nothing. He wants our heart. He doesn't want just some of it. He wants all of it. All of it. <laughs> because it's, um, it's a new creation that he's after but a new creation, the new man, the heavenly man. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Are you a peacemaker? Are you someone that makes peace and seeks how to bring people into right relationship with one another? Do you diffuse gossip? Do you strategic? Sometimes you have to be strategic, but just start talking positively about people and believing in good, you know? And, and don't carry on and hold on to something someone said years ago or even last week just you gotta let things go and forgive and choose um, not to carry on negativity negativity meaning darkness meaning choosing to believe people the way to see people the way the devil sees people or wants us to see each other which is always uh, accusation and um, that's why love rejoices in the truth amen so and then blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness sake we should be a people that this is we've we've got to get here if we're not <laughs> if we're not there where we are praying for those that persecute us pray that the Lord helps you to do that because that means that yours is the kingdom of heaven now <clears throat> if you can't you have to say well maybe some of my salt is gone because if our salt is not there the food is going to be bland Jesus is the bread of life the Lord gave manna in the wilderness so that the children of Israel would learn to trust him for their daily bread. Now we've got to learn to trust Jesus to be our daily bread and therefore not possessed by Jesus. We've got to pray this prayer, Lord, make me hungry for you and fill me. And fill me and believe in faith and then turn and read your Bible all the time, as much as you can, every second that you're not I'm engaged in doing something else <clears throat> because we all have to get these white ropes now where does that come from well let's go to revelations here 
and it's really I can't think of it at the moment there's this isn't a lot of books of the Bible in order to enter we're getting we're cleansed from all unrighteousness and we're given these white robes let's see Revelations 14 Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder, and I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang it as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. Oh yeah, okay, maybe that's not the part about robes of righteousness. But the 144,000 are the multi, that is the angel number squared, and that is the multitudes of those that choose him and that are um, made pure, pure, the pure in heart. Because the thing is about eternity, this is all about preparation for eternity. That's what this 6,000 years, 6 day week is about. That we learn to trust God and really prepare us for eternity. Because the Lord has put eternity into our hearts and we're not taking anything into eternity that's not love. So all that envy and strife and pride and anger, that's animosity, that's not in eternity. It just can't be, it's not. So that's why we forgive, because if you harbor unforgiveness, that is a direct entryway uh, for the demonic to enter your life. It's called the root of bitterness, and it takes over your soul and leads to all other areas of darkness directly connecting. <clears throat> And the Holy Spirit will show you this if you ask him, why am I feeling this way? Well, those are symptoms of unforgiveness somewhere in your life. And in order to, um, the gospel is for the remission of sins. So we have to, in order, these chains that bind us captive, uh, they're, they're broken when we forgive because to forgive is to live in the, in the divine. It's, to forgive is to act divinely towards someone, to act godly towards someone. And so he says, Jesus says, don't think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. He came to fulfill. And the prophets prophesied of him, his first coming and his second coming, all, every single prophet. <laughs> And we'll be looking into that more and more in our podcast here. But that's the love of Christ, is he's fulfilling the story. He's fulfilling his destiny till heaven and earth pass away. And heaven and earth, I believe, are temporary. And there's a new heaven and a new earth that we're eagerly awaiting for. And the king and it's called the kingdom of heaven, which is today. We're already in eternity. Everybody is. 
we're just right now. And not one jot nor tittle, which is the smallest part of the Hebrew alphabet. I think it's like our comma kind of thing. So none of the law will pass away. Oh, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle will by no means pass from the law till it's all fulfilled. So every single prophecy, every single promise, every single scripture, see scripture cannot be broken. So the word of the Lord is alive. And Jesus is the word revealed in the flesh. And Jesus, we know that when he returns, his robe will be dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. I believe that's the plumb line. The word of God is the double-edged sword coming out of the saints' mouths because it cuts away to the bone. It pierces to the bone and cuts away all unrighteousness and righteousness. Because in Acts 2, we know that the that when that when the tongues of fire, everyone was cut to the heart, right? For the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's one Savior, and his name is Jesus. So we have to forgive, 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 love unconditionally, and turn from sin. And that's the good news. That's not bad news. That's good news, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect except Jesus, but the goal is that the more that we die to our flesh and the Holy Spirit cleanses us, then we're filled with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit comes and dwells and makes his home in our body, in our being, in our temple. Because the Lord does not dwell in a building, he dwells in the hearts of men. So, our righteousness comes from Jesus. And when he says that whoever even is angry with his brother without a cause is danger of judgment, what you're really doing is you're judging yourself. You see, this Lucifer is the accuser. Now, Gabriel himself wouldn't even accuse Lucifer, right? The other archangel. There's three archangels making an ark. Um, so, and Michael's the other one. But Lucifer is out to accuse because that's how his kingdom grows through accusation and more darkness unforgiveness begets more unforgiveness and what we have to do is see our own life by the Lord and then that we have to put the cross in between others and ourselves and say the Lord loved me and forgave me for my sin so how can I withhold unforgiveness toward my brother or sister or my enemies even? The Lord wants us to love our enemies as, our, as ourselves because who's our neighbor? Everyone is our neighbor. Now we have brothers and sisters in the Lord and then we have, um, well, then we have the lost that we are bringing to the Lord because if you don't know the Lord, you're lost. 
but you can't possibly know that you're lost while you're lost. So there's no condemnation on you because it's like, remember Jonah? I don't know if you guys know the story of Jonah and the whale, but he was running from Nineveh. Why? And running from God, really, not because he was afraid of those evil Ninevites. No, that's not why he didn't want to go to Nineveh to preach repentance. He didn't want to go to Nineveh because he wanted God to smite them because they were so wicked and unrighteous living. Much of what's going on today is what was going on in Nineveh. But God had mercy on them. He needed a vessel, Jonah, to preach repentance. And they repented in sackcloth and ashes, and God had mercy on them, didn't bring down the fire. And then this little tree came up for shade for Jonah, and he got upset when the Lord withered the shade. And the Lord said to Jonah, how could you be so sad for this withered tree for yourself and for to not have that shade, but you won't have mercy on all of these people that don't know their right hand from their left. And so the Lord is merciful beyond what we could imagine. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to not know him. But the thing is, if we don't know him every day on this earth, that is perishing because there's no life outside of the Lord. There's no truth outside of his word. Now, you might think I'm crazy, (laughs) but I've lived in this world and I've lived in the light. And I can tell you, one is hell and one is heaven. And I've been to hell and back, spiritually speaking. One is wonderful and delightful and good. And one is full of suffering and pain. So if you want to live a life full of love and trust and hope and goodness and peace and joy and forgiveness and kindness and patience, these are all fruits of the Holy Spirit. How do you get the fruit? Well, you've got to obey. There is no other way to get this than go through that very, very narrow gate. For he who desires to save his life will lose it, and he who gives up his life will surely find it. So if there is someone who has something against you, he says, first be reconciled because he desires mercy, not sacrifice. So when we come to the presence of the Lord, to the secret place, El Shaddai, he who dwells under the shadow of the Most High, shall be in his promise of his refuge of his goodness of his goodwill toward you but you've got to forgive and be reconciled to your brother and this is good and pleasing to the Lord so I think that's where we really have to begin in this daily Christian living of the Beatitudes is understanding the right mindset has to be one of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And in order to get that that fallow ground broken up, in order to get your heart moldable again by the great potter, 
as he molds the clay, you have to, because some of us have hearts of stone and we're so ready to point the finger. God bless us, everyone.